0: This episode of the Good and the Bad and the Geeky podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com forward slash Geeky. Audible.com.
1: Over 85,000 titles to choose from for your iPod or MP3 player. 4K Studios in Columbus, Ohio. It's the good, the bad, and the geeky. Yeah, sure. let do it. We funny. Okay, now I got two phones up to me. <laughs> oh, now it's
0: ringing. Good. Now, is your phone ringing? Uh, no. Skype is not doing anything. going to work again. I okay. guess. Speaker. <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: my god. Hello. Hello? Hello? Who is this? William Nixon? This is William Nickerson. This isn't Nick? Huh? I think I... This, oh, this is not Nick. This is William Nickerson. <laughs> <laughs> William, Nixon. William Nickerson. William Nickerson. president. the president. with the president? Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Well... President Nick Smith, I think I have the wrong number, but thank you. You've been very
0: entertaining. Yes, okay. thank you. <laughs> okay, what was that? I have no fucking dude. I have no fucking clue. Is that you? Is that you? Is that a gag? It's a funny gag. No, no no, gag. no, no, no. I swear to God, dude, it is is totally not me. It's totally not me. That
1: wasn't even just a normal. That wasn't just a normal
0: old guy. That was a crazy guy. It was a crazy guy. I was like, "I am President Nixon." Hello. I mean, I mean, he, he said, "William Nixon was the president." Uh, that doesn't make any okay. Well, because wait a minute, uh, uh, can you can you hear this? Yeah, I can hear this one. Uh, can you hear me? Well, no, I can hear you, but I mean, can you hear that sound? Like you, you have a Mac, don't you? I have a what? Do you do you have a uh, uh, Mac a Mac computer? An Apple. Mac no, computer? I'm on
1: my, I just have a I have a PC because I'm an idiot.
0: No, 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 that's cool. But I mean, have you ever heard? Can you hear this sound? Like it's like a weird. No, I can't hear anything. I'm a, I'm talking on my home
1: phone right now. Okay. It sounds fine okay. to me.
0: Okay. Well no no no. It, your audio sounds great, but uh I'm I hooked up my cell phone to, to my board and I was hoping that maybe some of it besides the 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 microphone was feeding into the phone. That's why I was just checking. I mean can you hear can you hear uh, me okay. better now or can you hear me better now? I can hear you great right, right now. Fantastic Okay. Okay, cool. Well, man, I, I don't know what happened there. I'm really sorry about that. Uh, don't be sorry. That's super funny. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I will. You know what? Yeah, I'll take credit for that. It Was my plan all along? No, it wasn't. But uh, that was a good prank. <laughs> oh, thanks. I, I worked really hard at that. Um, no. Uh, well here's what we're gonna do, man, because uh uh you're a little bit more geeky than Bill is, so I figure we can actually talk geek shit for like a half hour. Yeah, we then. can talk about a lot.
1: Yeah, you going we going off of that ninja turtles. What what the fuck is what are you talking about?
0: Uh, well uh, um, well, uh, well uh, do you know who Eric Lawson is? He's the guy who runs image comics. Oh
1: yeah, yeah, I know him, yeah.
0: Yeah, he uh he tweeted something that makes a little it made me feel a little bit better, but he just said, you know, look, uh uh the characters are Every superhero has their origin tweaked a bit. And if unless they focus, like, 90% of it on the alien stuff, then sure, hate it. But if not, just don't worry about it. And I'm trying not to. But but that, was that to me, is, like, my big thing growing up. Like, that's what got me doing doing stuff I like to do. You know what I mean? So it was, like, my gateway drug into everything that I like to do okay. now. So, I mean, I still love Star Wars and stuff like that. And that did, too. But, like, for me, I was really – because that was when I grew up. So it's a little bit oh, more – Jesus Christ. You
1: saying. Are you saying that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is your Star Wars? Uh, <laughs> I'm going to have to call back President Nixon. I swear to you. <laughs> I, I wanna,
0: Well, you know what? Because what, I was I was recording that so we could hear that. Uh, do you mind if we keep keep that in the show? You should. That would be super fun. <laughs> All right. Well, you know what? We're already we recording, so I'm just going to go with right now, which is, Hey, everyone, welcome out to the Good, the Bad, and Geeky episode 165. <laughs> And uh, sorry we didn't get an introduction going on r- until right now, but I'm Nick Nitro, and with me is the uh, co creator of Cougar Town, And I'm, I, I, I hope I don't fuck up your name, dude. It's Kevin Beagle. Beagle,
1: you got it right. Okay. President Nixon slash Kevin Beagle. That's my
0: name. <laughs> and uh, we are, uh, for those listening on TalkSuperstation.com, thank you very much. For everyone downloading it, we thank you as well. Uh, we're going to talk to Kevin a little bit about, obviously, as you can tell, some very cool geek shit. And then uh, we're going uh, to talk Cougar Town, uh, for the second half of the show. But um, yeah, well, uh, you very kindly offered your, yourself to do the podcast a, a year or so ago, and, and, and I'm so thankful that you worked us in, man. I, I so am, am thankful for that because uh, I, I really. Was it that, long, to, well, was if, it that long ago? If, a year ago? Holy Well, now, technically, I, it's, I'm, I was trying to trick you a little bit because we were talking The Walking Dead. Uh, I butted in on yeah. your conversation with Alan Seppenwall on Twitter, and that was in yeah. 2011. And now it's 2012, so it was last year.
1: <laughs> I oh my god! Now and Now and now, Walking Dead has finally totally embraced its comic book origins. Where it's got well. katana wielding, you know, zombie leading.
0: Uh, yeah, but uh,
1: I can't pronounce the name, lady.
0: Rashon, Rashon, Rashuni. <laughs> Rashon, hey! Oh my god! Look, it's a prison for
1: two seconds, and if you haven't read the comic book, you're like, what?
0: Right. I, don't know, I thought that was cool. I I, I did too, but. You were, uh, did you like season two overall? Did you feel that the farm was, do you still feel the farm was a little bit too slow or? or?
1: No, I can't totally dive in on Walking Dead conversation because I got so busy with the show that I have. not I've, I've watched it in fits and starts and I really like it, but I haven't seen enough of it to, to be like, oh no, there wasn't enough zombie action. Or like, oh, okay, it was okay at the end because the old guy was did like 80 headshots in a row. Like I don't, <laughs> I wouldn't, I'm not the best talk about it. Um, but, I, I mean, it's a great show. It's an awesome show. I just love, I love any show like that where they're willing to kill off characters. And I know people are complaining, like, oh, well, they didn't even kill off main characters. But, so what? They're still killing people? I mean, yeah. you know, it's called The Walk People are supposed to die. So
0: exactly. I don't
1: know. I I I really. I, what I've seen, I've liked, and I can't wait to kind of just sit down with the DVD and or watch to watch all of them that are saved on my on Tivo. Yeah,
0: except for when it comes to Rick wearing his uh, his cop uniform. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, because that, that's for the his first stinky two year old cop uniform.
0: Right. Well, and the thing is, and this is what we were talking about. I guess this relays into my little rant about the turtles, which is you can't have everything how it is in the book. You know, and it, yeah. it doesn't transcend. And I and I get that, but I was I, I was just making the the point as like, well, if you're, I mean, Kirkman maybe was just saying, well, he wore it a lot in the comic book, and he he didn't have any problems. Like, yes, but logistics start to kick in when you're shooting a real life, you know, fucking TV show, not yeah. telling the artist to on the you know, page. It's also, I mean, you know,
1: the comic. The comic is. It's, I wouldn't, no one would ever say the comic's beautifully drawn. You know, the covers are great, but it's like kind of sparse and cool. You put a copy uniform on somebody, they're instantly identifiable. Like the second the guy's wearing like, hey, look, I found a pair of t-shirts at the Kmart, you know, <laughs> then you're going to, I think, it sounds dumb, but I think, I don't know, maybe it's a little more confusing. And it's also more iconic. You know, it's like Superman's got to have his, his, uh, his costume. He can't be fighting crime in jeans, you know, because the tape's dirty.
0: Right, and <laughs> I remember my argument for that in terms of comic books was Spider-Man, and you you very validly pointed it out to me. It's like, yeah, but Spider-Man fucking washed his costume and, and then he or had to he does replace it him. because he would yeah. lose his uh, his mask all the time and put a fucking paper bag on it, which the physics of that don't fucking make sense. But It's not. It's not
1: it certainly isn't like a, a game changer. Where, like, I cannot watch this show. His uniform is that dirty <laughs> enough. I don't dare if they ever threw a scene in of him watching his cop pop in a dirty bucket of water, be like, oh, okay, that's a nice nod. But who, at the end of the day, it's almost like, who cares? Like, we get um, letters, like, on Cougar Town sometimes, like, I dear Cougar Town. I'm a fan of your show. But sometimes there's mountains in the background. and like, there are no mountains in Florida. You might not know that. I'm like, dude, I know there's no mountains in Florida. I also know that there's no beaches in California without mountains in the background. And we're not going to pay any money to pay them out to deal with it.
0: You're from uh, Florida, correct?
1: Yeah, I'm from uh, Sarasota.
0: You're from Sarasota. That's uh, that's awesome. I, have you ever been to MegaCon in Orlando?
1: No, I never. You know, because I no, I never went because I I uh, moved out of Florida uh, for college, um, and like, I, and I never I never made any of the treks up to you know up to any convention. I don't even know if I was around when I was in high school. I'm old. I graduated in, in '94.
0: Oh, I I think I think it might have been just starting out then. So you were right at the the beginning of it, maybe. But well, I've gone there a few times. And it's a really nice convention. It's uh, ironically, the one here in Ohio, uh, for me, at least, uh, when I would go there to hoard my wares, it would never. I wouldn't make as ironic. it, It just feels ironic to me because I live here in the home state. Don't make as much money. Go to Florida, make tons of money. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, let me just rephrase that. I'm not, like, walking out like fucking Scrooge McDuck going, I found my lucky dime or anything like that. But I... What are you
1: selling, though? Are you, like, are you like, is it, like, the people in Florida love, like, Cena Shields? Or, or like, <laughs> like what <are> you, <laughs> What's your audience?
0: <laughs> well, I, that's the thing. It, it's really weird. I think it's, it's a very... It's just they, they embrace everything. Because if you go to some comic book conventions, um, sometimes it's either they, they people really embrace Artist Sally. And for me, I, I would sell my comic book. Um, and I'm yeah. not a. It's it's a sort of you know animated looking kind of thing. Uh, but some people really embrace that, and other times people embrace everything else but that. Like in mid Ohio Con, for at least the last. No, I didn't go this last year, but the last three years before that, they embrace more the actual comic book people who are there that you know that haven't written anything in years. And I'm not to be disrespectful of them, kind of thing. Um, yeah, because business is, is always tough, no matter what field you are. But like uh, Chris yeah. Paramount, for example, the guy who fathered the X Men that sure. we know—that you and I—oh my know, god, yeah, yeah—he was there and he he was busy as fuck. But everyone else in Artist Alley, barely no one was really coming up to us unless it was like because yeah, even I remember uh, there's a web uh, web webcomic called Evil Incorporated. Uh, he helped Scott Kurtz with yeah. TVP. Yeah, he was there that year and he was telling me that barely any he he wasn't a successful con, you know con for him and and he that dude has way more readership than I do. In that regard, and um, it was it was pretty fascinating that he was like, "I probably won't come back here," but the Hero Initiative had open bar that night for everybody. So,
1: well, yeah, he
0: never gaes that stuff because I think it's you
1: know, like Chris Claremont, like he deserves the audience anywhere he goes. Like that guy, like wrote so many. I mean, every person I know who read comics in our era was like, "Okay, he's, he's one of the reasons they were so good, and he influenced so many people." But I think cons are weird sometimes because. It's not like it's not like the Internet or anyone can just... It is, I guess, like the Internet. Basically, if I know that Chris Claremont's going to show up at a thing, I'm going to go out and travel and see him, as opposed to just kind of like, you know, wandering through the halls. and Oh, my God, it's, it's excited, guys, or whatever it is. You know, like, I, there's a more... Some people sometimes in certain areas have just a more dedicated... Group that wants to go and show up and, and, and see it, and also like I don't know how often Chris Claremont even shows up at these things. If it's like holy shit, he's here for the first time in ten years, I want to get you know the Phoenix side or whatever, you know, like so.
0: It's,
1: yeah, it's uh, it, it makes it's, it's it's that way with like TV shows. I think you know there's there's this show that I'm obsessed with called Todd's The Book of Pure Evil. This Canadian show.
0: I've heard of that. If you,
1: if you don't know it, it's amazing. It, it, if you've never seen it, it's imagine if you took Super Bad and then you took a really dirty, dirty, gory version of Buffy. Yeah, and nice. Dylan Ted and, Meta, and Metal and mix it all together as like a live action like show and it's Canadian and it's so weird but it it works and it's great and the characters are great and it's it's really funny and clever and I, I feel like I've been telling everybody about it and uh, and yet it's like it has it's gonna find an audience I'm sure it is, but is like it it, on it's one of the things in my mind I, it's not on Netflix it's, it, it just put the, it's, it's on uh, iTunes it's on iTunes now okay I think you can even. The, uh, I think the DVD might just be out in the States. Maybe it's not even out yet. It's on like fear.net. but, you know, that's a small channel and they've been doing everything they can to promote it. But enough people don't know about it, and I think it's one of those things with, like, me and you to like, hear about it. It's, like, really fucking heavy metal and demons and really gory. like, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's like, can be effects sex level, some of it, like, really good looking stuff. But I think it's a hard sell for people because they're like, oh, it's too weird. It's too many things. But so it's, like, no, it's everything we like rolled up into a show, so. You know, it's like it's stuff like that. Like sometimes things take time to kind of find their audience. You know, I think people are the same way.
0: Yeah, that's 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 very true. I mean, um, you know, well, uh, yeah. no, I mean, like, if you
1: just if you if you took and I, spaced is one of the best shows ever. If you just dumped yes. space on like a hundred people at once and said everyone, it's here it is, I, they all wouldn't like go like, oh my god, I gotta watch this right away. It kind of it would it, sometimes it takes like the more fervent. People who can kind of recognize stuff that's good to go, guys, guys, no, seriously, listen, watch it. It's great. Okay, I'll get to it. And then people get to it and they're like, Why well, didn't I watch this right away? It's amazing, you know?
0: Well, let me ask you on this because I, I, I watch Space because the same thing sort of happened to me because I, I, I loved Hot Fuzz. Uh, matter of fact, I'm going to be a little biased and say I liked Hot Fuzz a little bit more than Shaun of the Dead. I appreciate Shaun of the Dead. That's The most great movies. Yeah, yeah. So on so many levels, I love Shaun of the Dead, but Hot Fuzz for me, I don't know everything. It, it fired, it, it it cracked me up way more than Shaun of the Dead was. Um, but so I so that made me want to watch Space, and when I watched Space though, I the first few episodes just were, wasn't they weren't really grabbing me, and it wasn't until the finger what? pistol yeah. one, and then I yeah. I fell in love with it, and I went back and rewatched it, and then I I don't know what it was, but my brain wasn't. I was—I knew they were jokes, but I wasn't getting it. It was so weird, and now I, it's one of my favorite shows. I have like both versions of the DVD release. I double dipped, sadly, but, well, but I mean, good for them. Pretty...
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, and that's all. Those guys are some freaking talented. It's disgusting. Like, yeah. the, the, but I think that show—like, you watch the first three episodes, you're like, okay, the show's pretty good, and then it's like, what's it's that like, fourth episode? I think is the one with the. uh, the Fighting robots, or is it the paintball one I like think it's it the one paintball. of them, yes the paintball, and then that one happens you 're like, "Oh shit, this is what the show is going to be, and then you watch it and then it just takes off like a rocket and it 's just so clever and so sharp it 's so funny, and the characters and the actors are so great you then have that kind of affection form that's been built up over two seasons, so then you can go back and watch the first three and go, okay, there's, a, like, all those little little sparks of what the show turns into are in those episodes. Hell, I mean, like, the first episode, I think, there's that great joke that's with The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, like, the, not the new new movie, the old 80s miniseries where it does the uh, it's like a rat-spider yes. thing. Like, it, it's the rest, and I'm like, that's an amazing joke, and, like, that's a joke that in England maybe it plays because, like, they, they saw that going up, but I remember, like, no one here... Knows of the uh, at least a lot of my idiot friends don't know the BBC. Have you ever seen it? Have you ever seen the original? Like it's like a six-hour BBC Hitchhiker's Guide series. It's cheap as hell. But I
0: yeah, I I I got uh, uh, one episode into it, and then I I put it down. and I feel so ashamed because everyone else who. I, I guess it is because I was introduced backwards into it. I, I saw the movie, new yeah. movie, read the book, and then saw the old series, and, and uh, I don't know. I, I, I feel pretty bad, but because my <laughs> other friend said, dude, the original, original se- it's on Netflix, by the way, for those listening. Uh, oh, is it really? Yes, I it is. I watched it when I was,
1: I watched it, like I'd go over to my friend Brian's house when we were in fourth grade after school, and we'd watch like one episode and then play like Atari each day. And so I was like young enough to be like, wow, like, I love that like era of like kind of, British shows when it was all models and stuff I mean Red Dwarf was much later, but it still had that kind of like homemade quality which is just it's like so great so charming and literally foreign because like oh they talk with different accents I just everything is you can see like dirty smudged paint fingerprints on everything I love it it's just it it feels more real and it's just it's charming you know
0: yeah but
1: anyways I I love that I love that like like you know you go back and you watch Space like oh they're doing those jokes right from the get go They, they were on their way you know it just took them like three episodes to make it perfect
0: yeah uh, and I in, in, in I love space and uh, it's always pleasant too when you because I don't know it's really weird because sometimes uh i am now I, I started watching Doctor Who, the new series of Doctor Who and I am oh yeah and I am completely lost in it and I feel so ashamed that uh, there's a uh, internet meme called David Tennant is running places or David Tennant is in places he shouldn't be and yeah. uh, I got so into the meme for just one I literally about one second. And just to mess around with my Photoshop skills, I put it into a Cougar Town picture. Uh, a very, a, a very ashamed to admit that to you, but but yeah, because David. Well, because I love David Tennant was my favorite Doctor of all the Doctors. But uh, the girl oh. who plays Daisy in Space shows up in a few episodes. In oh, in does she really Doctor Who? That's what I'm saying. You, you, all these actors that you fell in love with, and, and, and like Simon Pegg shows up in the very first season with Chris Eggleston, uh, or the new seasons of Doctor Who. He shows up oh, as wow. a baddie. Um, Nick Frost, I think his voice is in one of the episodes, but yeah. And like Andrew Garfield, who's the new Spider-Man, he shows up in one of the later tenant episodes and you're like, now he's fucking huge or he's going to be huge. Oh,
1: that's cool. See, I never, I, whenever Dr. Who's on, I watch it, you know, but I've never really hardcore gotten into it.
0: It's well, Um, I will say, if you watch Matt Smith, it's really, I, I, I'm one of those people where I try to give a show a, a, a full shot, like a full season shot. Um, I mean, if, I, uh, if there's something there I like, there's a gem of something there I like. I'll try to keep watching it, um, and uh, it's like easier for British. That's easier for British series when
1: you've only got six.
0: <laughs> well, that, no, in that too, and then uh, and for Doctor Who, I remember it wasn't till like the last le- two episodes until the end I realized that like shit was hitting you know for the character shit was hitting the fan and shut was you know there was war going on and you know, you're like the Daleks are back and you're like holy shit uh, this is awesome. And then next yeah. season was David Tennant, and then I just I was sold. And then Matt Smith took me a season and a half, but that was the whole plot of the thing was he's not really acting like he's normal anyway. Uh, but yeah, what's
1: the uh, I'm, I'm, now you know, you know you know better than me a Doctor Who? What's like the how long do they have? It, do they recast the Doctor every season? Every two seasons? Is like is there a reason why there's a time?
0: Well, it it really depends on on how long the actor wants to stay there, kind of thing, or oh, the okay. writers. Like apparently, Chris Eggleston Chris, I'm butchering his name, Chris Eggleston. Uh, it, you know him. Do you watch? Did you watch Heroes the first season? Watch which one? Heroes on the NBC show. Oh yeah, yeah, I watched it. Remember the Invisible Man? That was the original Doctor Who in the new reboot. Oh. And what okay, happened was no, is that apparently he had some, uh, you know, he, he didn't want to get typecast as Doctor Who and those yeah. type of roles, and so then he left Doctor, or he asked to be asked out, or you know how those things go. He was really scheduled to yeah. leave the entire time, but and then David Tenn took it over, and he, for him, that because again, BBC, that's a very big thing over there. It's like Spider Man for the, for for the Brits. Oh yeah, and. uh and so he loved it, and he got it, and then after, I think, the third year, he's like, I sort of want to leave. Is that okay? And he's like, well, that's good, because I'm the guy who's running the show. Is like, I'm going to pass it off to Stephen Moffat, who did uh, Coupling and now writes Sherlock, which is fantastic.
1: But, but that's probably one of my favorite new shows I've seen over the past couple of years. That oh thing is unbelievable.
0: Yeah, and they, take, and they take all the classic stories, and they just give it a new modern twist, and it's so wonderfully crafted, but... But so it's it,
1: so great. The, the writing's so great, and the actors are so great. I mean, yeah, I, I was I was blown away. That first that first episode is one of the best pilots I've ever seen. Like for anything, I mean, Lost comedies. I mean, it's yes. unbelievable yes. how good that thing is. How,
0: oh, where did you fall? On the, uh, judges, by the way. The, where are they what did Where did you fall on the Lost side of things in terms of the ending? I, I'm curious because I, I always like just hearing people's thoughts on that. Or did you catch it to the end, or did you?
1: I'm one of those, like, it's it, it's really hard for me to dislike, if I'm invested in a series for a long time, like, they, in my opinion, they really have to drop the ball for me to to go, oh, that was terrible, I don't like it, like, I know people bagged on Battlestar's ending, I'm like, it's fine, you know, of course it's a little goofy, and, you know, I don't know, it, 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 you know, I don't know maybe you could go, I like Battlestar's ending, I thought it was a little weird, like, dude... Just land the fucking ship on the planet. So, like, if you want to make yourself a coffee, you can do that. You don't have to shoot them all into the sun. I mean, I know it's a beautiful shot, but like, maybe some technology is okay. Like, maybe I don't quite buy, you know, uh, Dama, like throwing a spear at Antelope, whatever. Like, like fine. But like, I like the show so much, and there was so much. There was it was such a great show. Like, fine. Like, the, the ending is fine. Okay. Um, the ending of Lost, I liked Lost so much, uh, and then. You don't know what? I think it was more like I said to myself, oh, okay, everyone else is going to Purgatory, and there's no way it's Purgatory. And then you get to the ending, and it's like, oh, okay, it's Purgatory. At that point, it almost doesn't matter. I care about the characters, and I care about what happens to them. It sounds dumb, but you just want people to be happy. So I kind of almost didn't give a shit about, all right, so the island is like the source of life, and there's a wheel. Like, that all, all the kind of the, the technical side of it kind of melted away for me. And I was just happy that it was a kind of a nice stirring resolution with characters like that, that they kind of had some finality to it. And that if you watched as one piece, okay, it starts with, with him on the beach and ends with him on the beach and the dog there. I, I bought into it. Now, is it, would I say it's the greatest ending of all time? No, but for that show, it, it worked for me. and, Emotionally, I was, I was satisfied. Like the, the nerdy part of me that was like, Oh, well, wait a second. What's the tunnel of light? Wait a second. What was the lighthouse that appeared into people's houses? And what's with the fucking stones and stuff? I, that stuff, maybe it's almost good that it was kind of, it's that whole JJ J. Abrams, nebulous weird thing where now I just, we'll be getting many conversations with my friends arguing nerdy stuff, you know? Right. So I don't know. I, I like it. And I like it. Look, that show was so good for so long. That uh I, I certainly don't think the ending was like a train wreck of epic proportions, like some people write it out to be. I think what some people maybe wanted from that show was something they were never going to get. Was get they were gonna get like literally a piece of paper that says, "Here's what every single thing means. Here's what all this stuff we alluded to means. Here's every one of your answers." And all also everyone gets off the island and they're happy. But they're never going to do that. Like that, and, and it wouldn't have been satisfying anyways if they'd done that. You know, no,
0: totally. But not you. you know,
1: so you know if people don't like it, it everyone entitled their opinion. I, I thought it was, I thought. There were parts of it that frustrated me, but I think that frustrations kind of ended up leading to a, a lot of fun conversations with my friends. So I would never fall the show for for stimulating conversations.
0: Oh, yeah, you know? yeah, and I I, 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 really the only the only conversation I would get mad at is the people who who bagged on the show still that gave up at season uh, three, and their their main argument yeah. was they never answered where the polar bears came from, and I'm like, yeah, they. Oh, um, I know. It, yeah, it's like, and by the way, yes, they did. <laughs> I know exactly. That's why I'm saying. Well, what I did was before yeah. the last season, um, uh, I had all the the Blu-rays and I, I watched them uh, all in a row, and like stuff that I never thought about before because you're watching it. in Sussex and they never, you know, uh, Damon and Carlton never sat there and held your hand and very for for all the bigger stuff and just said, "Here's what this is." Like, uh, why was uh, Sawyer and Kate working? In that field, or in that weird desert thing in the middle of the jungle, that was the uh, the landing strip the plane landed on in season six, or to get out. Yeah, but oh yeah, that's right. Right, and the thing is, they don't tell you that directly. You have to. I mean, it's just like holy shit that that totes makes sense now. But and same thing with the polar yeah. bear cages. They it's like these are the polar bear cages. Oh, Dharma had polar bears there, and then people just they don't they just get mad. They don't someone say oh Dharma kept polar bears here. That's where the polar yeah. ray, they, and I don't know that, that pisses me. Off. It's like Andrew. Make me no, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, you go ahead. You, I oh, I was going to say Andrew Stanton, uh gave a talk at TED where he said uh, the audience loves it when you put two plus two together, um, but sometimes though the audience just is they're so dumb they just and, well sometimes they're so dumb I just think they get frustrated and they don't want it or they don't like math I guess would be the I yeah. don't know. Well, I
1: think it, it's, it's, I, I think he's right because well, first off, there it's. In a movie, it's easier because you're—it's a—it's two and a half hours versus what? I mean, six seasons, seven seasons of a show—we're talking about a hundred hours of material, if you include online stuff. That's a lot of stuff to wade through, and that—that's not in usually in one sit-down setting. That's over the course of a couple of years. But I think it's like J.J. Abrams, right? And and I know Carlton and and um, Damon—that was their show after like the first year. But I think they're kind of of the same cut from the same cloth as far as like storytelling. Look, I mean I've seen the Ted yeah, the Ted talks with JJ, he basically lays out the way he tells stories, the whole mystery box thing, and I think it's yes. kind of genius. You don't give you don't give everyone the answers. The more the more fun stuff is what is possibilities of what could, what could possibly be in there, what could possibly be the answer. And the smart thing about that is as long as you emotionally pay off the characters and say, okay, uh Jack and Kate love each other, don't love each other, we're going to resolve those feelings. Mm-hmm. The kind of mechanics around them, you put big, you leave those, you keep it's okay to keep asking questions. You know, I think you have to answer some stuff, but it's okay to keep asking questions because they basically engender what we're doing right now is talking about what stuff could possibly mean. You basically make your show last forever because people will always go and want to talk and say, well, what did this mean? What does this mean? Oh, I have a formula. Maybe that was the airfield from that season. Okay, yeah, that makes sense because if you give life to your show after it's on the air. If If you go and answer every single question, if you go and say, here's what this means, there's nothing left to talk about. But if you kind of like to leave these big mysteries out there, and sometimes I'll say it, sometimes they didn't do it great. Like, I liked Alias a lot, the whole Rimbaldi thing, and I think that was him, like, figuring out his footing. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's like, this is dumb. Like, you, put, they put too much weight on that. And that's why I think in Lost, Lost totally became about the character stuff. And I bet you the, uh, you know, all the machinations of the island kind of almost became a burden at a certain point. But I don't know. I think they're super, that's a super smart way to, to tell stories. I think as long as you. It, it pay attention to the fact you have to tell a coherent story. It's okay to keep asking questions because it begets conversation, and that's just fun.
0: It is, and it, it's it, it's so nice to talk to someone else who agrees with that because I, I mean, even if you didn't like it, uh, the, the end of the loss. It, at the end of the day, it creates a, a great conversation with other individuals that can go either way. You know, you can you know don't not like it together or, or discuss it. You know, the different ideas and opinions of it. Yeah and that really is the sign of ultimately a show that has better staying power than say other shows because you know right now we're all still arguing about which is the better Star Wars film in, in for well and right now it's really all of us versus George Lucas. So and you know there it is. <laughs> that
1: And also you're right it, it, that's a conversation about opinion that's not a conversation about about the fun, uh, the fun of being a geek which is like putting stuff together and being like oh maybe this means that maybe this means that that's the fun part of it like basically bagging on shit isn't really it's fun sometimes it's not that fun yeah, I will tell you this I, like I have friends who've seen um, it is pretty I should get lie it is pretty fun to bag on shit it's to be <laughs> good shit
0: though.
1: I have friends who saw, um, who've seen Prometheus Yes. and oh, it's not so like Damon that guy's such a good writer and I bet you they, you know and I, I guarantee you there's going to be some kind of, not mysticism, but there'll be some big question marks in that film. But if he knows that, okay, I've got two and a half hours to tell a story, i got to tell a story. He's not going to tell the whole thing with question marks, you know? But it's awesome. cool that he's kind of, he's, he's got that thing in the world. And that's, I think, one of the reasons Laws are so good. He's got that thing in the thing on was is like, how can we create a big, fun mystery for people and still answer enough that it doesn't infuriate everybody, you know? Yeah. And- I don't know. I think that's, I think it just excites me that that guy's going to be creating like, science fiction stuff from here on out like that that's the voice that's doing it. I think that's awesome.
0: You I, know? I agree. And and he has a good sense of humor too, which some people don't have a good sense of humor about it. Because again, he yeah,
1: I like, like, I like how Twitter he can make fun of himself. Exactly. <laughs> Although it looks like, it looks like sometimes he takes some
0: of that stuff off. Well, but yeah, but well, here's the thing. He, he, you know, you guys are all, you know, you guys, uh, sometimes, well, now the internet makes it a little bit more available to you. So, but sometimes you don't get to interact with it and now you do. And so, there's yeah. there's with the good. There's also the bad, um, and I'm not that's saying that that's irony true. for that's... the show title, but no, sincerely, it, yeah, it's
1: no. But you're right. that's got to be hard when you got a bunch of 100 boneheads on Twitter saying the ending of your show sucked. It's like wow, the thing I dedicated five, years, six years of my life to that I worked my ass off on, you hated because I didn't do what you wanted me to do. You know?
0: Especially, yeah. Well, so, there was that whole thing with George. Uh, was it George R R. Martin, the guy who created Game of Thrones? He he, I keep yeah. fucking lambasting the guy, and, and and you know and from that respect, you know, he, he publicly says like, I am a huge fan. I, I, I love his work. Matter of fact, I, I'm a giant fan. And so it, it's, and you could tell it sort of stung a little bit more than just a normal fan. Yeah. Because, I saw that. Yeah. So yeah. Y- y- yeah, you feel bad and for anyone in that situation, vice versa or not. It's just very frustrating. I mean, you the guys, we should, yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, do you guys get, you guys don't get too much problem with that one Cougar Town or anything. Do you? With Boneheads coming out? Not really. And- you know, I've been I,
1: I've been super lucky that, I mean, when it first came out, you know, it was a totally different show. And the, it was just a pilot. Like, I have a hard time watching the pilot, a lot of the pilot. I think there's good, a lot of good stuff in it, but I also think that there's stuff that's like, oh, God, I can't believe we did that. And it, the name still makes me, like, cringe. Um <laughs> You know, but, but like, you know, you'd read reviews like this is terrible, blah, blah, blah. And there's a lot of good ones too, but the fan, there was never that big of a fan thing of like, this is fucking stupid, we hate this, you know, or I I guess that's not fan, that's just like a Twitter verse or or comment (laughs) or whatever. Uh, the only time we've ever gotten grief, I think, is when, you know, when we've tried stuff with the characters. And, and, but usually, I gotta say, usually the the fans are pretty on board. I haven't, the tide hasn't exactly turned. As far as anyone saying this sucks, we don't like this. Don't do this. Okay, like, we haven't gotten any like you know Travis and Laurie, don't do it or Andy and Ellie. You, know, you have to divorce something. You know, what? You know, like that doesn't happen. You know, don't let Grayson and Jules get married. People seem to like to dig it. So no, I you know I, I think I've been super super lucky.
0: I, I I'm with you on that. I, I I've loved everything you guys done with the show. Um, and uh, I even had a, well a, one one of the things I. I mean, I'm not going to be dishonest. Uh, the, the first season I, I, I kept watching on because a, I really liked Bobby, uh, Brian Holt and I, I like Chris and Miller yeah. as the other characters. I, I really liked them. And then, yeah, of course, around episode seven or so, the show started changing a bit and then finally became what we, what I love about the show now. And, uh, and uh, especially season two, the Lori character was one character for whatever reason. I don't. know. It's not Busy's fault. I don't. I don't know what it was. Okay. Something about the character yeah. just didn't write well for me. And then there was a little bit of that there for a bit, in like two episodes ago, and then and then the last two episodes, especially the thing with Travis doing that for her, uh, it br- it was cracking me up, and it was made me feel just oh, you know. Uh, there's my man. Card. I, think, I, think. I don't fucking care, but yeah. I don't, but... I mean, I think
1: Busy, Busy knocks out of the park all the time, and I think the the side of her that's nice to see is whenever, yeah, you're right, whenever, I mean, to a degree, like whenever we have her with with Travis, you see a side of her you never really see with anybody else, you know, exactly. it's like, she's goofy, she's kind of, there's kind of a mother thing going on with, with Jewel, but with every other character on the show, she's just got like an adult friend, and she's got free reign to be goofy, but with Travis, you know, there's an attraction there, and there's an idea that maybe it's something that she wants, but she shouldn't go for it, it just it brings the humanity out of her a little little bit, and we've kind of indulged in that in a a few more episodes this year than we have in the past, and we will, you know, as the season goes on, there's there's some more of that, we just want to be careful we didn't hit it too hard, though, because, you know, you're trying to think of these things over the course of, like, you know, a season, right, this season we had 15 episodes at the end of the day, and there was so much conversation in the writer's room of like, well, if we do like three wedding episodes in a row, it's just going to seem like wedding, 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 and it's just, who gives it F, you know? And, and if we do a Travis Laurie story, uh you know, two episodes in a row, then it's just going to seem like we're leaning on it. And if, if last week, you know, like this one that was just on, if, if this one ends with him looking at her saying, I'd do this for you because that's how much I care about you, it's going to be real hard to do another story next week where it's like, well, maybe they're flirting a little bit. It's like, well, you know, the next story these two are going to have to do should probably address, because we like the idea that the characters grow each week. You know, some shows, exactly. characters kind of the same every week. Like our show, we try to make them grow a little bit. Well, if Travis and Laurie are kind of having this moment where he's doing this embarrassing thing for maybe the next week, there should, and the next time we do a story with those two, there should be some kind of comment on like, wow, you know, things are a little different now, or I feel more serious, or... You know, we do flirt a lot of the time. Is this ever going to end up in any, you know, anything? Or if she has a boyfriend, how does Travis feel about that? But you don't want to do that right away because then it's like, well, there's seven characters on the show, and now this has turned into the Travis Laurie show. You know, and you, can't, you can't really exactly. do that because you got to let everybody shine. It's a, it's a big juggling act, you know.
0: Yeah, and you guys do a, a quite quite a good job at that, um, especially with bringing on uh, Sarah back into the show, which has been uh, which has been great too. Um, and I yeah, Sarah's awesome. She's and that,
1: by the way, that was like we were trying to figure out who to cast, and and right away Bill was like, "Oh, it's just good Sarah." And I was, and I, my worry was that I was like, I thought maybe she was too young, you know, because in my head, I, she, her in my and this isn't saying Sarah looks older because she doesn't; she looks amazing. She's my age, but I worked with Sarah when I wrote on Scrubs, and that was like you know four years ago or something. And I'm like in my head, that's what she was, you know, and and yeah. and she was a young pretty doctor. And now, now, I totally—I'm like just saying, she's old. Now she's an old hack. No, but like you're next to Brian, I'm like, oh, okay, they look the Because Brian, Brian, looks like he's like late thirties. Sarah looks like she's she's my age, like mid thirties. so it's like, oh, okay, they match up. But she was she was great, and she totally fit into you know the whole the world
0: like right away. Yeah. Well, i i I showed um I, I showed my mom and dad uh, that episode when they they try to get them together, and uh, my dad. Uh, my mom doesn't like anything new these days, and so sadly, that was a yeah. uh, up, that was an uphill battle. I knew it right as I was showing it to her. She liked, she didn't get the Tom Cruise joke until I I pointed it out to her, and we watched the YouTube book, and She's like, "Oh my god, that is actually funny!" I'm like, well, "Jesus Christ, yes, Tom Cruise runs funny."
1: <laughs> there you go. You're right, but my dad. <laughs>
0: Yeah. no my dad watching he's like is this what the show is now it's not her chasing i was like oh my god i've only been talking about I, this for like the last no like, i know yeah, but that's yeah. you know that's the, that's the
1: burden i mean we and it's not like we dug our we dug we built the shovels and dug the hole ourselves like we picked the softest part of the dirt to dig in like we're like okay <laughs> wait, it's the show it's called Town and the all the promos you know are about her hooking up with young guys. like it's hard to shake that and even though it feels like i've i've said it eight million times to people i'm just like literally just one lone voice you know and, and my parents yeah, my, my, they're my parents and they don't pay, no one pays attention to this stuff you know unless you're a fan so unless it's like you know streamers in the sky and uh and billboards and commercials like screaming hey it's not what you think people aren't going to get it until unless it slowly trickles out there but so it's it's okay i understand as long as people discover it, it's fine and also i like i like that we can create a show that
0: causes you and your mom to get in a fight that's why. no no yeah <laughs> exactly because it's, it's the same thing i try to show both because to me community and cougar town are both shows that i i, I greatly adore and uh she just you know yeah I love it it, the it. Head. now my dad though he kept saying that he would just well my dad loves barbershop and so that was his big endpoint for scrubs and he would watch that with me your dad what? my dad loves barbershop uh, acapella oh, okay for four person harmony and uh, so he oh, loved okay. ted's band and uh and that that and so and by the way, you did a fantastic job with that because I know you wrote that episode. Uh, uh, so, is it oh, something thanks, man. something big or no big moon? Co- oh, shit, my brain's dying on me. Was about the name of it? I think the name of it's uh, a one-story town. One-story yeah. town that which it, that's where Ted's uh, group shows up, the Worthless Peons, and and it's. But my dad absolutely adored that episode, and he loved all the jokes. And because but oh, he kept great. running, turning to me, he's like, "Is this what the show is?" And I was like, "Yes, man." And then he's like, "When's it on?" tuesdays at eight thirty after last man standing on abc because yeah I and, and now and now he he watched the last episode and he greatly enjoyed it so um
1: oh that's great it, it's it's tough i mean it's it's hard because you want you want to be able to just like send a dvd to everybody and go watch this just get, it's 20 minutes of your life and trust me that's what the show is now but that's a big investment you know and it's, i guess it's one thing to say to people it's not it's it's different than you think it is now and it's She's not this and it's that, but it's nothing. I guess to see it in execution. So, yeah. you know, I, I'm confident, that the show is, the people are always watching, new people are always watching the show. You know, the way the media is now, it's going to exist forever. It's not like, you know, we made it and it goes away. It's like, it's out there forever. So I, you know, it's cool that my name is going to be on something like that. It makes me proud.
0: Right. And, and something to, to, to go back a little bit, what you mentioned, which is, um, you know, if, I've heard another interview, uh, well, this is a loaded question uh yeah when well, i've heard bill tell stories and interviews and even you before he almost made it sound that you came to him with the idea of of the show and then you guys morphed it into what what became the pilot is that is that true or how did that and how did that work because you know you're pitching a a show idea or you were wanting to pitch an idea to abc i mean how did that all or how did the 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 beginning of the show really start um not Uh, what it it is now but sorry
1: well, it basically, it, basically for me, it started up because, uh you know, I was working with Bill at Scrubs and I'd been there for a couple, I started at season five, um, and it was like season eight, and he, uh I think Courtney had a deal over at ABC to do a show, and um, and Bill had a deal over there to do one, so, you know, they were like, well, these two people should work together, so it was basically, you know, there was Courtney and Bill, and maybe, I can't remember if the Courtney thing was first or afterwards, but... Basically, it was Courtney and Bill. You know, okay, we can do a show. Um, at the same time, or before that, because it's a confusing story, there was always this room gag we had of like, hey, if you call the show Cougar Town, you know, you could sell it right away because it's such a cheesy title and idea that gotcha. you know these these stupid networks would go and buy it. You know, oh God, she, she's a cougar. It's a whole town full of it. You know, and then you know we've we, the, all the interstitials are like cougar claws pulling the screen apart like, Wrong! You, know, <laughs> you, know, it, like you know, that's the transition, and then. So, and then, so Bill basically didn't, I don't think Bill wanted to do the show alone. He was looking to kind of work with somebody, so, and we got, to, we worked along great at Scrubs, and, you know, he said, hey, one day, like, hey, would you want to do a show together? And I was like, yeah, sure. So we started spitballing ideas, and we had a couple, like, you know, random ideas that never really went anywhere, but then, and these are just, like, jotted ideas on paper, you know, like, what about this, what about this? And then we started talking, going, well, what about that stupid idea we had in the writer's room of, like, Cougar Town, and what if it was... You know, what if Courtney was the mom? And we're like, and I was like, I don't know, you know. And then we started talking, and then uh, at one point I was like, Well, what if it's like Wonder Years, like a dirty version of the Wonder Years, where it's the kid, you know, Kevin Arnold's mom isn't like, you know, the big plumber guy. It's this, it's a a whore in suburbia, and the kid's dealing with it, you know. (laughs) Which is which is a funny idea, but if you're if you're writing a show for like a star, you know, it's got to be her show, you know. and It should be because Courtney's funny. So we kind of like shifted it, but we liked the idea of the mom and the son. And it kind of just went from there, and we, and we kind of figured out who the characters might be, and, you know, how, well, okay, so if she's living with her son, and she's, if it's, she's gonna be Cougar, you know, she's probably divorced, okay, what's the dad like? And then we said, you know, we said, we very quickly figured out, well, let's just set it in Florida, because if I'm gonna write something, I wanna write something I really can kind of get behind and I'm passionate about, and that's where I'm from. I mean, I'm from Sarasota, which is basically where Cougar Town is on that map, and Bill's got family in Florida, and, it's fun to write in kind of like a new world, because it looks different than every other show that's set in, you know, a, a nondescript city or New York, which is like everything. Yeah. Um, oh, God, yeah. So, so you're like, okay, well, she's a, she's living in a, in a smaller town in Florida and she's divorced, what's her husband like? Well, it's going to be fun to write the guy who's like kind of an next golf pro. Hillbilly. Okay, that's easy. Well, who's her friend? Well, what if it's a lady that lives next door? Okay, well, who's her husband? Well, if it's a schlubby guy who's buddies with the ex-husband, so it makes it kind of messy and weird. Okay, that's cool. Who who else works for All right, well, she owns a real estate company because there was a bunch of gags about her. remember there, you know, there was a gag in the pilot with her like movie picture or whatever? Like, yeah, who would work is- for Okay, what about the funny younger girl? And then, you know, and it's, so basically, like, the show kind of, like, evolved from there. And we went into ABC and, like, you know, we sit down in front of the, me and Bill sit down in front of the, the president of the network at the time and a, a bunch of executives. And we go, okay, you know, here's the show. It's about Courtney Cox blah, 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 and the name of the show is, and we say, the name of the show is Cougar Town. and the president of the network goes, oh, I can sell that. And, like, I felt part of my soul die a little bit, like, oh, boy, <laughs> here we
0: go. Well, then uh, that's it. you know, I mean, Business-wise, you guys, I mean, from a business standpoint, you guys did sort of prove the point, which is that it sells the show,
1: but... Have, well, that's the thing, is that, I mean, I make the joke that my soul died, but it didn't. I mean, well, you no, have to... Pilots are so insane, and in pilot season for any place is so crazy where they're literally buying almost 100 scripts to then make maybe 10 to 15 to then actually put on the air maybe two, you know? You have to do anything you can to kind of gain a little notoriety and prominence, and if that means you got to have a big, goofy, dumb title that they can promote with a star, then you do it. I mean, because otherwise, it's like what, you're, you're an insane person. I mean, you have to... You gotta, you gotta give them every opportunity to want to say yes. You know, it doesn't, and and also it doesn't. You know, what's what's a, what do we name the show? Like people, like, no. boring, You no. know, no, exactly. you need a pop name that people are going to remember. So yes, that popping name kind of bit us on the butt a little bit. But I don't know. I feel like every time I bitch about the title, all I see is people on Twitter saying, "Stop complaining about the title. It's old." I'm like, all right, you're right. I'll stop complaining well, about
0: it. You know, from a. When you guys were thinking about changing it, you know, you were asking for suggestions and everything. Like, uh, well, I mean, I offered even my own two cents. But at the same time, uh, I was like, well, because Disney is a, is a big corporation. At the same time, I was like, marketing-wise, they're, they might its – they've already marketed the show as – you know, the title-wise is Cougartown. They They're trying to sell it as something else or, well, what little ads there yeah. are trying to sell it as something else. But, but yeah, so I'm just saying like – I know what's weird? Like – they
1: would have, they, I think they would have gone for the title change if the two things that made it not happen, three things actually. One, the show actually does really well overseas, so it's already known over there as Cougar Town. So maybe over there, say you say you keep the same title overseas, okay, that, so you get rid of that problem. But still, that's a bit of a problem. Um, sure. The second problem, which is, which is a huge problem, is that if you have Cougar Town on your DVR as a season pass and then we come back as grown-ups, the technology doesn't exist to then switch over. Like Uber Town, she's best, or Growing Up, she's the best. Basically, it deletes that, so you lose all your DVR viewers, which is crazy, but it's really significant. So basically, so you have to have all those people have new knowledge about the show and then re up and change it, and it, that's a big, the big, you know, question mark. And, and I don't know, it's insane that they can't switch it over. But that was a big deal. The third honest thing is, we never came up with the best title. I mean, my favorite one, the two, my two favorite ones. We couldn't use basically because, uh, I love, I think Grown Up Show would have been perfect because it's nice and simple and kind of ironic, you know, but that yeah. stupid Adam Sandler movie had just come out, so we can't do that. And then Sunshine State, which is good and kind of like your point of view, and like it's, it says Florida in the South, we couldn't do that because the Matthew Perry show had just been on the air called Mr. Sunshine. So, oh, yeah. you know, and then the, the other suggestions were like Wine Time, you know, and it's like, I oh, don't if I can name a show Wine Time, you know. <laughs> Although someone said, someone said Cul-de-Sac. A while ago, and at first I was like, "eh," I was like, and then I'm like, "okay,
0: de not that bad." Right. Well, I I was one of the people, I because I know a bunch of people, I think suggested, but I was one of the people that said Sunshine State was a because it's about state of mind, blah, blah blah blah. Yeah. So, but no, I mean, either way, though, I I'm just glad, very much glad, the show's still on the air and still and and yeah, by I mean, the way, your Wednesday, I bet Wednesday morning, I bet was fe- you were feeling pretty good because there was a bump in the ratings. Um, yeah,
1: it went up, which is great. You know, i mean I'm really
0: happy, and it's it's tough
1: because. You know, I talked about this with my family the other night. They're asking, like, "Why are the ratings so stinky?" Because the ratings aren't great right now. You know, they should be a lot better. I, I would hope they'd be a lot better. I can't say they should. Nothing should be. But right. you know, I don't. I don't have any theories. As the only theory I've got is that um, the people literally just don't know the show's back on. You know, uh, you know and I, we can talk on Twitter and do interviews as much. But I just, I think there's a giant chunk of people because i just hear it so often they go oh wow this show's on again i didn't know that like and they and i'm like oh shit you know and i don't know exactly how to reach them you know i i I literally was i was joking i'm like we should buy i wasn't joking i was like we should get uh we should sponsor a nascar we should fly banners over beaches we should do anything we can to let people know because i don't i'm not sure that just putting stuff out on a Twitter feed and social media is going to let everyone, all of these people who used to watch the show know it's back on. So, yeah. you know. Or, you know, I mean, the other, you know, and the other cold truth that could go is like, well, maybe people just don't like the show as much anymore, which could be possible, but if that's the case, I can't control any of this and none of it matters because I think the show's way better than it's ever been right now. So, you know.
0: Yeah. There you go. I, I I agree with you man. I think the show is is pretty fantastic and uh I, I absolutely it cracks me up man. It cracks me the F- and in your episode especially I mean literally it was like every cuz the jokes I usually you guys have a very good joke like but it was like community level of like 30 jokes in like almost every little sentence kind of thing. Like if you you know if you if you're geeky sort of you get them right. It was one of those kind of things. Like even for but in your episode, I'm not even saying it was a very geeky episode, but like you had a fucking wire reference in there that was like I know <laughs> I'm happy
1: people got that. I like that was one of the things where I was like you know because like that script was my baby and more than any other any other because like in t- TV writing is different for half an hour an hour if you're writing for an hour show most of the time you know what you see on the screen is kind of exactly what the writer went off and wrote that's not always true but it's a, it's a large chunk of it is you know in in comedy writing in half hour writing most of the time you go out and you write a script and then you just basically tear the whole thing down and, and rewrite a bunch of it in the writer's room. Cause it's all like, let's get more jokes in, let's make it tighter and stuff. It's just a different process. And this one, this one I've been wanting to do for a couple of years now. Cause I mean, I love Gambit. I mean, you see, you've seen the original Gambit, right?
0: Uh, Oh, I'm so busy, Oh, yeah, cause you've never seen Gambit.
1: I it's on Netflix. A watch, it, it's amazing. Tell all, all your listeners should watch Gambit. It's incredible. I think the, I know the Cones just remade it. Uh, they didn't direct it, but they, they wrote it. Um, but it's an amazing movie. But I've been wanting to do this structural thing for three years and never quite, I sort of had an idea of how to do it. And then it was the third season, and it's like, you know what? If I'm going to do it, i got to do it this year. So, I mean, that one is, that's my baby. Like, that, I busted my balls on that thing. When most, every bit of what you see up there is, you know, it's kind of kind of me, although I shouldn't be a douche and take credit for everything because there's a ton of stuff that's from Bill to be directed and ton of stuff from the staff. But that's the one, that I guess a better way to say it is, uh, that's the one that's closest to my heart, that, like, I really feel like, oh, okay, here's what the show, here's what the show could do, you know, like, let me show you what the show can do, and we did that, I was so proud, I was just really proud of it. Yeah. Now, I feel like I sound like a dick taking, trying to take credit for the whole thing, but, I mean, I, I, I was the force behind it, so I could, I'll i say that. Maybe yeah. that's, that sounds dicky enough, but whatever.
0: Oh, man, I, I think you should take credit for it, don't feel don't feel ashamed in that, because, I mean... No, but here's the thing,
1: though, it's these the shows are hundreds of people working their, their balls off, and, and the writing staff, and Bill, too, but uh you know everyone works really hard on every one of these episodes that one was just really near and dear to my heart and I'm happy it turned out so well and so many people liked it and that people got all the the nerdy little references and I mean there's a there's a wire joke there's like an alien joke in it I mean there's yeah. there's a lot more too before we started editing it
0: oh my god <laughs> and uh the and I love the fact that you guys have – because I thought it was like a throwaway gag, but you guys keep bringing it up, which is Jules does not fucking know movies because we all know one person. I love that.
1: Yeah, I love that you like that, that because that, I like that everyone always writes characters that can make any pop culture joke. I like the opposite of that like the best version of that right now is like abed because he's he's like all he talks in oh his pop God. culture things and he's, he's the guy it's like that's like a brilliant idea i like trying to do the opposite of that though where she doesn't know anything she's like my mom she doesn't get any reference she doesn't know you know who's in what everything's dated i think that's funny
0: and, and no it really is because well because then does your mom ever do this too where like you try to make a funny like pop culture joke and your dad will probably get it or your your brother sister or friend or whatever but your mom will look at you, and she takes it as sass or something because she doesn't get the reference at all or, or you yeah. know. Oh yeah, you be so very careful. You do. It's we like playing, a though. fucking minefield.
1: <laughs> what was the one the other day we were playing? Oh, it was the other day. The, my, the funny one for my mom was we were playing, uh, what is it where it's like the word game where you hit the buzzer and just names come up. You try to guess the name.
0: Oh, shit. Um, uh, I don't categories, know. Oh, yeah. Password or
1: whatever. She was trying to. She was trying to get... She was she was trying she kept saying Martin Maul, Martin Maul, Martin Maul. No, she meant and she was trying she was she meant Darth Maul.
0: Oh my god. But, oh, and, my god. Like, what you
1: <laughs> and my dad's the same way. My dad's like, you know that oh the funny I was watching the movie the other night, and the funniest guy was on Tiny Myself. And I was like, What are you talking about? You know he's like a little midget with uh with like Mike Myers, Tiny Myself. I'm like, You mean mini me? <laughs> 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 You're just
0: swapping out. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, well my dad does this thing where he can't uh he can't remember the actor's name or he gets the actors mixed up. And it's not even like a good actor to get mixed up. Like for me, I, I have dyslexia so it's, uh, Bill Paul, Bill Paxton and Bill Pullman, their names are oh, create confusing. confusion for me. Yeah. But and sometimes though if you think about it, both of them, they're both well, I think both of them are decent actors if they give given the right material and uh but both of them uh, have sort of not. They 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 still do a lot of indie films or TV products, but they have, they haven't done like a big blockbuster film like they used to in the '90s. So it's, no, wait. it's. Yeah. No, go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: No, no, I'm trying to think. Now I'm confused. Bill, who's the one that directed the really good movie about the guy who I thought he was trying to kill devils, and at the end of it, there really were devils with his kids in the magic pipe? Was it Bill Pullman?
0: Bill Paxton.
1: That was Bill Paxton. Oh, I met him once. He was a nice dude. Yeah. Remember that movie that was a good movie? That Frailty. was crazy. you think he's What was it
0: called? Remember he was like a Frailty. crazy dad and at the end of it? Yeah. it was Frailty. That's it. Frailty is a great movie. Yeah. It really is. Well, I don't like horror movies usually. Uh usually, and I I watched that and I was like, "Oh my god, this is a really fantastic." And get yeah, cuz he plays the dad in it too. And then Matthew McConaughey yeah. is in it too. Yeah. And uh, you know, taking but he doesn't I don't remember him taking off his shirt though, you know. But uh <laughs> Uh, he, no, that was fantastic. Uh, yeah, I'm going like, but see, sometimes you can, uh, just by the name alone, you can get him confused. And like, cause we were talking about uh, Casper the other day for God knows whatever fucking reason. Yeah. And uh, we ke- people kept saying Bill, Bill Paxton. And it's like, that's not Bill Paxton. It's Bill Pullman. But
1: no, it, it, that's that, that's a dad thing though. My dad was just here and he's so funny. He was, uh, he's just like walking around and he walks up to me and he goes, Mr. P. <laughs> That's the guy from the 18th. A- like, he'd been thinking about it all day, trying to figure out who it was, and he just got it, so he wanted to run over and tell me. It. <laughs> oh, my God. Parents are,
0: God. Well, uh, the great thing is, though, is that my dad, uh, at least for me, uh, and what's, my mom is, too, but in a different way. My dad, though, was really, he, he knew that uh, sports wasn't the way to go with me uh, 100% of the time. So he, started, he mm-hmm. one day says, like, you like Ninja Turtle comic books, huh? I was like, yes. He's like, look at all these amazing Spider-Man books that I have. And I looked at him I was well, like, that's cool. it is. And at the time though, because I'm, I'm, I'm a schmuck little fucking brat. I was like, Spider-Man, fuck him. I didn't say that to him, but you know, it was like Spider-Man, that's stupid. And then I started looking at him. It's like he had the death of Gwen Stacy, death of the Green Goblin, the first appearance of the Punisher. Um, and Grant, some of them are in really horrible condition because he that's read Dude. No, it is yeah. and now. I because I and now, of course, Spider-Man. Besides Team D, is one of my favorite comic book characters. I have his. The, the, the he gave them to me, and I take him very good wow. care of him. Trying to, but that's what I'm saying. So I get some of that geekiness with him. So we saw John Carter and IMAX, the Avengers trailer. I saw it online. You know, you probably saw it too. The new one where it ends with Iron Man yeah. flying in there. And I was trying to tell Dad that. You know, I you can never really get the coolness of it properly displayed. But my dad was just like this movie is going to be sweet. And I was like, damn. That's
1: right. all, well, you know what? I mean, seriously, you, this, you probably had the same reaction I did because I loved all the Avengers trailers because I'm like, that's I, I'm right there. Like, the, everyone was complaining about the first one. Like, it looks too small. I'm like, guys, it's a 30-second spot. <laughs> that second trailer where Hulk catches Iron Man, that, yes. like, that... Four seconds. That's all I need to see because I'm like, okay, if they got that right, that speaks of the entire movie. That's what. The, the, it's a team movie. That's a team. That's a superhero team thing I've never seen before. That's so fucking cool. He caught him. That's awesome. I mean, and then the Japanese trailer just came out with a the helicarrier. Then I'm oh like, okay, God, I'm, I'm yeah. So, oh yeah, oh awesome. yeah, Shield
0: so awesome. helicarrier. Yeah, I love it. I absolutely. You know, and because part of me was a little sad because, like, when I was growing up, even reading some of the older '70s books, Dum Dum Dugan was like the number one face of Shield when Nick Fury wasn't around. And uh, oh. for those who who don't know what I'm talking about, uh, in Captain America, he's the 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 guy in, in the past who has the bowler hat and the weird like handlebar mustaches uh, mustaches. Like, he has plural. It's one. Um, damn it, uh, he's, Neil Mc,
1: Neil McDonough played him in the new in the last uh, in the in the uh, Captain yeah. America
0: movie. Exactly. Yeah, and so, and which wonderfully cast by the way. But so I'm a little sad he's on there. But then again, it's just like you know what though? They have the fucking helicopter shield, and sh- I mean it's fucking badass. I don't really. And
1: by the way, he might he might a he might be in it, and b That's there's true. no way that movie doesn't make a gazillion bucks. They're going to be looking for stories. I mean, hell, I'm so they just started shooting um, Iron Man three, and I'm so curious like who's going to be the bad guy in Iron Man 3. Like, they had to reach, and they did a good job, but they had to reach pretty deep to get fucking whiplash in, two, I love Iron Man. He's one of my favorite comic book characters. Like, who's the bad guy in Iron Man? Going to be MODOK? Is there going to be, like, is it going to be Eric the Midget in, like, a floating chair? Like, who's going to be the, who's the bad guy in Iron Man 3? You know, and it's not going to be Stain. Stain's dead. Um, I don't know, it's just, a bit, so I'm saying they're going to be digging into the the character vault to kind of fill out these movies, I think, a little bit, and uh, you never know, you might see, you know, Dugan in there, something Dugan in there, as part of S.H.I.E.L.D., you and
0: know? And they have, and the, uh, well, uh, for, for these geeks, especially with television, Josh Whedon is the man behind the, the, well, supposedly the new script of The Avengers, and he directed it, so you know that yeah. story Ooh. is going to be a main concern with The Avengers, and that, that's also very nice, too. Um. I heard
1: the script is great. I mean, just the, the dialogue and stuff from the trailers has been so good, and I heard the script is really, really good too. I love Joss Whedon. Man, I'm, I'm psyched that he's the one that got to do it. That's awesome, and that the fact that he wrote it and directed it. I think this just for something so big like that, like mm-hmm. it's good to have the guy, the same guy that wrote it, directing it because it's kind of you, do, you know, it's a huge. Look, at, they're spending hundreds of million dollars on it. It's not purely one man's vision, but you've got a guy at the helm who is kind of inherently connected to the material because he wrote a shit ton of it you know so I think that's really I think that's great I think I haven't seen John Carter yet but from everyone I've talked to it's kind of the same thing it's like look they've taken a hundred years to get this to the screen but you've got Andrew Stanton in there um, who who is incredibly good with story and he's directing it so there's going to be a cohesiveness to it you know that sometimes you don't see in some of these things Um, I don't know was
0: John Carter good? Uh, John Carter is the weirdest thing the first 20 minutes I was going like man I am not feeling this at all and then the moment you meet uh, William Defoe's, like, the multi-armed talic or whatever the name of the character is. The threat. yeah, whatever the thrack, it is. Yeah, yeah the, the leader of that group of the Martians. The movie just starts to – that starts – everything that came before it starts to – it feels right and it feels good. Oh, that's cool. And then so by the end of it – and, yeah, there are some plot problems. I mean, not major ones but, like, little things if you think too hard about it. but beyond that. It you don't it's a it's a fun ride. Right? It made me feel like I was watching Star Wars again, uh, episode oh, that's four. Cool. Yeah, just because you're is like, it, is, no, sorry, go ahead. Yeah.
1: No, did you, see, did you see 3D or did you see it in IMAX or both?
0: I saw it IMAX 3D. Was 3D any
1: good? Uh, yeah,
0: it was, it's okay. I mean it. It, 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 the ending was pretty fantastic when there's actually a fight going on, uh, you know, with the big white ape beast or whatever, and and, and the big battle. Mm. But uh, before that, it was it was just a, it was serviceable. It wasn't anything that really because he, I'm a believer in the spectacle of the people in the audience and the film. So IMAX is nice. I will say the sound mix was fucking amazing. If because sometimes I think oh, wow. IMAX can can fail in some cases, not just because of the 3D if it's on that, but like. Uh, like, I'm going to be daring and bold. No, it's not really. I'm just lame. But I, I thought Avatar was not that great in terms of the 3D. I mean, the, well, once they got into the actual Avatar world, but, like, the stuff where it's, like, you know, real human beings interacting with each other, the 3D was, oh, my God. Like, I was there in the yeah. fucking audience. But then when they got into the, the computer stuff, it just felt like a normal 3D movie, and, and everyone was raving about it. I'm like, I don't feel like that. and And the sound mix wasn't as good, I thought. Like, I remember I saw Star Trek. Uh, in an IMAX uh. theater here in Columbus, and that whole opening sequence, like, my seat was shaking, and it made me feel like I was oh. being fucking attacked. Yeah, and I'm just like, Jesus Christ, this is what a fucking IMAX thing... And so some movie... in John Carter, yeah, the sound was just amazing, so...
1: You know, you know what's crazy about 3D stuff is that, like, I think, to me at least, like, the most impressive 3D shots I've seen uh, in anything recently, like, Avatar, to me the most impressive shot was the first shot inside the spaceship where you get that crazy depth of field where it's coming out of the hibernation thing. Yeah. That, I was like, wow, that's unbelievable. And then, you know, like the movie or don't like the movie, the first shot of uh, that neutron where you're literally swooping through the city.
0: Yes.
1: And you go and you go all the way through the city and then you go into young Jeff Bridges' house or, or, uh, or Jeff Bridges' house with the, with the you know, the kid there. Yeah. That to me was unbelievable. And it's as far as, like, being in a theater and creating an, ex- an experience you can't have at home, Literally, you're flying in that shot from Tron. I'm like, this is this is incredible. It, you know, I wish more stuff would embrace the the kind of grand scale things like that as opposed to kind of like, the, oh, no, like a, bu- a bush is flying at my face. You know, <laughs> I, I don't care so much about that. I would love to see something. Maybe someone's done it done on it. I would love to see new 3D used in, you know, those kinds of shots. Hell, if they did an entire, you know, point-of-view uh, Spider-Man film where it's just him swooping through the city in 3-D and it's that crazy sense of motion, that would blow my mind. I mean, I don't know if you've ever been There's a, uh, there's a ride... California, uh, at Disney called, um, Soaring Over California. It's pretty awesome. I mean, a, yeah. it's like a Jerry, it's got a, it's got a Jerry Goldsmith score that's like unbelievable. But basically, it's like you sit in these chairs and it's a giant wraparound screen and they blow wind at your face and it's like you just fly over mountains and streams and stuff. It's like one of those indelible memories I'll never forget. It was such a, uh, such a visceral, like primal, like, oh my god, you know, I'm flying experience. And I just wish more, I wish more people would use the technology to kind of get into stuff like that and, and tap into that kind of, uh, emotion as opposed to kind of like the, the real quick, oh my gosh, it's an explosion of 3D. Like, an explosion of 3D, I don't care about. I want it to feel like I'm jumping off a cliff and the ocean's flying toward me. That, do that. Like, someone do that.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I, I saw, uh, Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol and, uh, and. Oh, was that good? You know, it was. It, it really was yeah. because that whole sequence in Dubai, where he's hanging off that thing. And thing is, we all know that in real life, Tom Cruise is really up there fucking doing that. And so that's, yeah, that's I, cool. I, I hate. It's cool as hell. I hate Heights though, and, and it's on IMAX. And then that the I mean, it's it's for me. It was truly terrifying because cause up to that point, the IMAX was okay, but up until the the, the Dubai stuff, like it terrified the shit out of me because. And the thing is I saw like a normal transfer of the film because I took my little cousins to see it a, a few weeks later. And uh, it wasn't I, – I really wish we took them to see IMAX because for me, it, like it, especially when – because pretty much the Dubai thing, he has to climb up and Simon Pegg goes, oh, look out there. What is that? It's a sandstorm. Yeah. And you're just like, holy shit. And he's like, don't worry. You're fine. Have- but, of course, if you've seen the trailer, sandstorm's coming. He's doing the, the, the run. And you're just like, oh, but – the sound to it—it's like a slow build. I, it's a beautiful thing, man. It's—it's it's awesome. Great. Yeah, and it's cool
1: seeing those. Yeah, I mean, like Brad Bird and Andrew Stanton. Those guys are so crazy talented. It's like, okay, it's about time everyone else figured it out. You know?
0: Exactly. I, I'm so. I'm but so. Like, I
1: should say that everyone knew. It's like I love that they're getting to do live action stuff. I hope it means they're not gonna—they're not doing anymore animation stuff anymore though because god those guys are
0: so good oh I know I I absolutely I love I love Brad Bird and Andrew Sandin and uh I I, well everyone in Pixar really is is pretty fantastic and yeah it's amazing companies like once in a lifetime those guys are amazing yeah uh one of the last things i, I, I i'm going to sort of bring it back home sort of uh well
1: about uh, ninja turtles do you want to keep talking about ninja? By, by the way <laughs> supposedly on very good authority i have Uh-oh. that then the ninja turtles are not they're not alien oh, it, it's just an aspect it's just an aspect to it and it's not like then i don't think don't quote me on this but i don't think they come crashing down from like another planet i think it's just a little there's some it's a, it's Whatever I, I heard from because I I heard from a friend of a friend of a friend I don't know if it's BS or not but he was like no I don't think they're alien. it's just a little part of the story so there you go
0: well no thank well because okay I'm a I, I I yeah the original comic book um did you ever read the original book by Eastman and Laird I yeah
1: yeah I did years ago like was the ooze in the comic alien or
0: not yeah it was it was, like... it was and so see if they <laughs> did that and that's what that was what he's trying to because again I will say this about Michael Bay. The dude is—he made the whole world aware. For those who aren't fans, know that the turtles are still out there. And I will—I appreciate that on some small. Because you know, I know the turtles will never probably be as big as they were when I was growing up. You know, you never
1: know. By the way, didn't I think the guys that wrote? And Ninja Turtles, they're really good writers, aren't they? The guys that wrote the new one.
0: Yeah, I think they are. I think they are. And so again, I'm hopeful. But we, again, Michael, Bay, I don't know. Some geeks have a very stigma against Michael Bay, and I, I can be one of those. Like I, I'm on the fence. You know, what I mean, like, it depends on what he says. I, I can, you know, I, I can blow where the wind goes. I guess I'm sort of wishy-washy when it comes to Bay. But um, and spe- especially for the turtles, I guess for me, I'm very protective of them. Uh, in a way just because it is it was my childhood and it made me open my doors to everything else um so i i don't know i got i i did blow steam and probably i and i did i lost like two followers <laughs> <Who> the, uh, <laughs> eh,
1: you know. did you know have you gone back and watched the original the the uh, not the third movie because the third movie I, I i couldn't even watch but like are the first two any good i mean i saw one of a kid but
0: the second movie it's really weird the first movie is fantastic it holds and it's really oh, funny cool. still. It holds up well. I mean, you can still. There's some goose that you can see in there, but I mean, it, but I mean, it's fantastic. Because that's the weird thing, Jim Henson. That was like his last sort of pet project he worked on before he passed away. That he was really involved on. And one of the, his big oh, things. I didn't know he worked on the, the turtles were Henson characters. I didn't know that. The first two movies, the turtles are Henson creations. Yeah. I did not know that. That's awesome. Yeah, if you ever rewatch the, the, the first two movies, the first movie, um, especially, he was really obsessed with making, because he, he didn't, I don't know if he loved the turtles or not, but he wanted to make them so lifelike um, and so real, even though they were man in suit, that the eyes to him were the gateway to the soul. And that's a very true statement oh. for CGI people try to, to get. But he wanted to make the eyes lifelike. did you know how human eyes, they look, they look dry, but they also look sort of moist in a weird way. It's very weird yeah. thing. He created a system so the eyes look like that, and uh, I remember it's in one of these Jim Henson coffee books I remember reading. And uh, and, and when you watch the movie, you do feel like the turtles have a soul because in their eyes they look real, or at least their eyes look real. It's very weird. And then and huh. and then the first movie it's very based on the Eastman Lair comic book mixed with the cartoon a little bit. Like they only just took April was a news reporter from the cartoon and put everything else uh, from the comic from the Eastman Lair comic book and put it in the movie. And then, oh, wow. uh, yeah, because if you watch the first movie, they save April, and then Raphael loses his sigh, and he starts, he goes, "Damn, damn!" Like, you know, parents freaked out over that shit, and that's why the second. I movie, remember that. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and the second movie, you know, you can tell they toned it down. If man, if you ever rewatch it again, it's a good movie to get drunk to. Every time the turtles <laughs> almost n- use their weapons instead, like pick up like you know something else around them instead of their weapon, you know, do a shot. <laughs> Yeah. is
1: it? Now, I'll play that game. Now, I remember I remember this thing, because I I did watch, like, I was just old enough when the like, the Ninja Turtles came out. Like, I had younger brothers, so, like, I saw lots of the cartoons and stuff that, uh, I don't even remember. Now, I, I remember from the first one that Shredder wasn't really a very scary Shredder. He was just, like, a guy in kind of some armor. And I was like, eh, that's not that bad. And there wasn't even a big fight with him,
0: right? No, the first one, he was actually a badass. The turtles didn't kill him. It was Splendor.
1: Well, no, no. no. Oh, it, are you talking about What? About- no, Shred- no. I'm talking about the first movie. Shredder, just- Shredder didn't re- wasn't that impressive to me in the first movie. Like, am I am I recollecting it wrong? Is he actually well,
0: a big badass s- evil ninja sort guy? Sort of. It, comparative to the turtles, he is a little bit because the turtles could not. The, the, the only one who got a hit on, even got close to him to get a hit was Leonardo. But he like one on one took them all down, and it wasn't until Splinter showed up, which is because the Tur- and which is that was from the, the comic book, which is. Um, the only thing they didn't do in the comic book, which is okay, brothers, one at a time, with honor, we will fight, or something like that. And so one at a time they go and face the Shredder, and Shredder just is taking him down, taking him down. And then finally it's like, well, he can't take us all one at a time, maybe if we all attack at once, and then Leonardo gets a hit on it on him. In okay. the movie, they it, Leonardo gets a hit on him, but he still gets his ass handed to him, and finally Splinter shows up and then he that's just I mean. Yeah, he just lets Shredder rush him and then and then yeah, that's the end of it. And you're just like, Oh, okay. okay. Doesn't someone die in it? It's like a it's a garbage truck or some shit. Yeah. Well, uh, apparently Michelangelo gets his ass handed to him so badly, like he, he shredder dismantles them using a bow staff, like a metal bow staff spear thing. He take he knocks their weapons out of their hands every time, and then kicks them away because he's playing with them uh-huh. almost. And then Michelangelo's nunchaku gets uh, hung over like the like the what was it the ladder up to the top of the building, and Splinter grabs it and then uses it <laughs> to like sort of like a, a bullfight, you know, Olay, Wraps it around and holds, yeah, and then Strider falls into the uh, the garbage truck.
1: Now the second, okay, now the second movie though, they totally changed the bit. Who was the Bebop and Rocksteady, right? I can't believe I remember their names. <laughs> they they weren't like guys with guns; they were just two big monsters, right?
0: Well, yeah. the The, the thing is, the studio wanted more kid friendly, and so because there is no Bebop and Rocksteady in the comic books, so they they added token and Razar that Razar, Razar that made them, yeah. And that was the whole thing is that Shredder became a bumbling oof, a goof in a sort of way, and, and then Token Razzar. Yeah, because that was the whole thing is he wanted these big, mean, nasty creatures to fight the turtles, and they were babies. Yeah, because that's the line. He's like, yeah. babies, they're babies. And he's like, what do you want me yeah. to do? Oh, man. And then Vanilla Ice shows up, and they all have a fucking dance party. Yeah, uh, a dance party. Yeah, and then the third one's not watchable, right? Uh, it, you know, I, a lot of people shit in that movie. The effects are horrible. I will not lie about that. But comparatively to the story of the second one, um, it's not funny. Like the, the third movie is not funny at all. Like the jokes that are there, they try way too hard. Because um, that's the thing about the second movie. For as much as I, I might not like that movie as much, that some of the jokes they do are like, because it's by the same writer. I forget his name, but it's by the same guy who wrote the first one. So some of the jokes are still there. Third one, not as it's not funny at all. But the story is actually way better than the second one. Like it feels like a better story. So I don't know. Someone,
1: t- someone told me they're remake it. They're redoing Garbage Pail Kids for God's sake. Oh, they're making a new garbage.
0: Yeah. The, <laughs> I don't know. The, well, that to me was like a weird thing. I remember my, 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 my babysitter's oldest kid when I was younger, he had all the stickers. He didn't like them, but he had all the stickers and trading cards for some reason. And Have you ever seen the movie? Uh, I, I watched it when I was a kid. It was one of those things I saw when I was a kid. And I remember liking the movie, for, but I don't know if I'd like it. No, it, it is.
1: No, it is a, (laughs) it is a drug-induced nightmare. You can't forget it. You can't unsee it. It's the worst thing you've ever seen. It it shouldn't even exist. Like, every print of that film should be burned, because it's like, it's eye poison. It's horrible.
0: Wow. Wow. Okay.
1: It's horrible, and it's not even, like, it's just ugly. That's the thing, it's not even, like, so bad you can kind of watch it and laugh at it, at least me. It's, it's, it's gross looking. And, like, not even just, like, the gross, like, oh, the Gartrell kids are gross. It's just, the film is like oily, and the and the puppets are just heinous and weird, and it's not even like Uncanny Valley. It's just like the a, a valley filled with shit. It's horrible, <laughs> <laughs> really bad.
0: Oh my god! Well, what was there is a, a movie that uh, that I now see. I like it, but at least around here, people are just like, "What? it's not." A, you ever seen Monster Squad? I love Monster Squad. How yeah, do you same do? Line. Yeah, great. that
1: movie's yeah. fantastic, man. And I love it. come on. That's a, I love that. That's a, that's a. I I just when I first started, uh, I'm like, you know, I'm a big old nerd. And I used to write for, um, Ain't It Cool. And that's no like shit. one of the guys there. That Quint, uh, yeah, years ago, I wrote for Ain't It Cool a lot. I was John Roby, and I was a gear raven before that. And Quint, I think Quint's favorite movie is Monster Squad. It's a great, I love it. It's so much fun. Yeah, Wolfman's yeah. got Arts. I know that movie, yeah.
0: Oh my God, no, I did not. Okay, I feel like such a dick that I didn't know that you worked for Ain't It Fucking Cool News, man that's, that's so, how I started yeah, oh my god that's college, awesome.
1: I was a writer in, I was in college I was a writer for Any Cool and I wrote a review for something about Mary before it came out and the guys that made that the Fairley Brothers read it and liked it and then they crazily hired me out of college to work for them based on one stupid review and then I started working for them and 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 you know did little stuff and little stuff and kind of worked my way up. Yeah, it's, it, it is not it's, it's a very weird way to get into the industry. Where, where did you? And I feel to... like a pushback calling at the
0: industry. No, no, no. Well, I mean, but it sort of it is now part of the industry. What did you did you go to college in Austin and were you near like Harry and the gang there? You know the, uh, the uh, No, the- I, I went I went
1: to college I went to college in Boston and I wrote for Ain't It Cool for like my uh, soft, uh, freshman sophomore junior senior year, and then I got you know I got the call from Pete. Um, the end of my senior year, I was gonna to go to New York, and then he's like, Hey, I'll let you review. Wanna we'll come work for us? Like, oh, okay, this is weird. And then driving cross country from uh, Florida to California, I stopped in Austin to meet Harry face to face. Like, I went to go to, on a whim. I went to the Alamo draft house, and they were showing Planet of the Apes. I'm like, Maybe Harry will be here because I heard he hangs out here. And he was there, and then awesome. I was like, Hey, Harry, it's me. And he's like, Who are you? And I was like, I'm a year away from the site. He's like,
0: Holy shit, come on to my house.
1: And then <laughs> Harry and I just become like, He's one of my best friends. I've I've known him for like fourteen, fifteen years now. It's crazy. That
0: is so awesome. He, Harry
1: Harry and his wife are the one that showed me um. Top in the book of pure evil. They're the ones that are like you gotta watch the show. And really? we sat in his house and watched like watched for eight hours. Yeah, that's I love those guys. All those guys. I mean, Moriarty, Drew McWeeny. is one of my best yeah. friends They're all. You know, and like Devin over at Chud and Jeremy, who's Mr. Beeks at um, and, uh, at At Intercore. They're all they're all great guys. Like they're all my good friends.
0: Yeah, that's awesome because I I I I still read their reviews all the time. I absolutely I absolutely love those, and especially what Drew's doing yeah. with uh, Film Nerd 2.0. You know.
1: Oh, I love that stuff. I, I isn't that great showing his kids stuff? It, and his kids are so funny. It's yeah, he's they're and the thing those guys those guys are. That's like five of the best writers I know for for in anything. I mean, it's so funny they wipe the floor with so many uh, writers out here. It's ridiculous.
0: And and yeah, because uh, well, because at least for me, you know, I I. I'm to the point now where I'm starting to date and uh, heavily date, you can possibly get serious with someone. And, and there's that conversation that where kids start, at least for me, because I, I, I'm not like a, a, a total chode when it comes to, like, I don't want family or anything like that. I start thinking about, it. but then again, you know, I grew up sort of the outcast geek kind of guy. So I don't want to be that parent though, that sits there and goes, well, I don't like sports. So I can't, you know what I mean? It's, it's going to be different when you yeah. actually have the kid, but that's a fear of mine. I don't want to do that. And, and of course, you know, he's very honest on the things. Like, well, listen, I don't, Really care about it. I, I show him what I like, and if he likes it, great. And I just, the, the, it just connected to me on, on just a very different level. And I don't even have a kid yet, kind of thing. So it, I,
1: you know, I mean, I we, I, I have a, a kid who's going to be two this year, a little girl, and you know, you can't show her everything. Like, you, I just want to, I want to sit her down and be like, we're going to watch Mad Max tonight, you know. But <laughs> I can't do that because she's a girl, she's two, right? You know, but it, it you find your way over time, and it's like you know, if, if you show the kid, it's like showing your friends something. It's like, hey, this is good, you know. At least a little kid. If they don't immediately respond to it, they won't be like, you're an idiot, this sucks, you know?
0: <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Well, I remember, it's the weirdest thing, I was talking to uh, my dad about this, and I was like, w-, and he didn't have an answer for me. I was like, why do you do this? Because you sort of tortured me, but it also made me want to find out how shit was made, which is, uh, I love Star Wars, Return of the Jedi, and all, and Empire. And, but, and back then, it was very rare. HBO would air the half hour, the original making of Return of the Jedi. And, or, uh, oh, yeah, it was cool. Yeah, and it's so cool because you see how they they make all. Because I, for some reason, was especially obsessed with uh, Max Rebo and his band, this, the Big Elephant dude who played the the keyboard and in Yeah, yeah, band. no, I know, yeah, I know, yeah, 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 yeah. And and I was just I just the character I was just love the character and uh, and Dad's like you'll love this and he showed it to me and then he would also afterwards he's like now you're going to watch this and he would force me to watch the end of Terminator and of course I was three terrified the shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so I and, and was like, but now you like the movie. I was like, yeah, it's like the best fucking movie ever. And then at five, I was able to digest Jaws. And, and that made me love film forever because of that, you know, and Spielberg. So yeah. I, I it was just one of those weird things. He still doesn't have a good answer. He was like, oh, I don't know. I just thought you would like it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it, 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 it's so funny because like there, it, it's such a gateway I mean one of the first things I remember watching with my dad was, was Indian Jones on a Betamax you know with him oh. popping it in I'm like oh my god this is amazing by the way Max Rebo is he was the blue guy and a Jedi, right? I was thinking of the bar band in Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's
0: the blue, blue yeah. elephant
1: looking like dude. The blue guy that Lucas went and, and got rid of. No, he kept him, but then he added like another singer to the band and stuff. Remember it used to be the weird looking peacock, spindly lady who sang with the, like, the tube mouth? Yeah. And then he changed it? Yeah.
0: Yeah. It, well, oh, I remember that. Oh, I remember that special that
1: making of Empire. They're making of a Jedi special where it shows all the inside John the Hut, and like it takes like six guys to work them, and work it. there's one guy that just worked the handle for the tail. Yeah, yeah. that thing was amazing.
0: Yeah, and yeah. they actually show uh, it. And it's not, it, they they don't show a lot of the footage now, at least on the newer documentaries, unless you watch it on the 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 old DVDs, or I mean, one of the DVD releases It's out there. But uh, uh-huh. where uh, they actually have the footage where Carrie Fisher. Uh, because she had those really high heels, stepped on 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 you know, when she's choking Jabba, she's she's stepping yeah. on the puppetry. Her her heel went through the puppetry and stabbed. I think one of the one of the puppeteers, and he oh, had to get fun. medical attention, but he had to keep acting. And they didn't know because there's like seven guys in Jabba the Hut. You know what I mean? Like the
1: seven elves, like yeah. Oh, There's my The Seven God. Dwarfs working at the Hut. It, yeah, it,
0: you know, it's just, oh, man, I love that. That That's fucking, that, that's so cool. I didn't, I, I feel like such a douche. That, well, I know, I read Wikipedia. I didn't remember seeing it on there.
1: No, okay dude. It, yeah, it's, it's one of those, it's cool. I love that that's how it happened. I mean, that's pretty awesome. Like, and those guys are all my buddies still, you know, and I, I read that's all those sites every day. I spend way too much time reading movie sites.
0: <laughs> hey, it, you know, man, uh, i've taken ways I, I feel i've taken way too much more of your time man uh, than i said i would um so i'm gonna let you go uh but uh we should definitely do this again man just talk movies or something and and, and- i love it this is,
1: yeah this, this is fun we, we could there's a million other things movies we can talk about and we can we have not even touch on games yet
0: oh my so. god oh because i wanted i did when want, i want to talk to you about Bioshock but again we'll we'll talk about that later
1: we'll uh, talk about bioshock we'll talk about Bioshock we're we'll talk about, 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 about how i'm obsessed with with uh, everything Valve is putting out, and we talked about oh Zelda. I feel like I'm, I'm the world's biggest Zelda nut, so
0: Dude,
1: Zelda. I'm, I'm not sure how I feel about. Do uh, you Are you a big Zelda
0: player? I, I uh, the last one I played was Wind Waker. Uh, Wind Waker was that it? Oh, okay, Wind Waker. W- yeah.
1: I'm, and I'm playing, and I'm I'm like obsessed with the Bethesda now. Like I beat all the Fallout's, and I'm and, I'm, and oh, nice. Skyrim. I'm losing my life to Skyrim,
0: <laughs> and that's very hard when you you're doing a show. Cougar Town Tuesdays at eight thirty. Oh wait, uh, yeah. See how I did that? Nice, nice little transition. Um, Oh, there you go. That's good. Yeah, Tuesdays at eight thirty. ABC. But no, I was going to say is uh, Dancing with the Stars on next week. This is March twenty. Oh, that's right. We, Dancing with the Star. Yes,
1: Dancing with the Stars is on next week. I don't think we're on, and we're on, and then we're back on the following week.
0: That's uh, it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that, you guys only have one more week left, or, or no? No, there's we're six episodes,
1: six episodes in, in of a God, so there's a, of a fifteen episode season, and I think the last episode they're in the air is a one hour finale because we shot it as a one hour finale. So there's there's fourteen. Uh, no, fortunately, there's 10 more airings of the show, if you include that two-parter for the last one, but we're not on this week or next week.
0: Okay, right, okay. So, uh, yeah, and for those, uh, for uh, 8.30 at ABC, right after Last Man Standing, and uh, watch Cougar Town. It's fantastic. Kevin, thank you so much, man, and uh, again, thank you so much, and thanks for creating a great show.
1: Of course, man, thank you. This is a lot of fun. I'd love to do it again.
0: Yeah, thanks.
1: we're having a good time until you start up jeepers uh,
0: go have some coffee with cream or something because I'll tell you something this is a happy place what the fuck am I supposed to say <laughs> what song is that